Hello, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you are in the world. I am Adrian Mayfield, and we are here for day two. Remember to click the subscribe button, like the video, and share this with someone you know who might be struggling with a broken heart. So I will save the information and details for the event to the end, or and I'll also put them in the comments. So if you're looking for information about the encounter event, you can look in the comments. So I want to talk to you a little about DJ's broken heart. So I went back yet, I went back and listened to yesterday's video, and I was like, I told them about Buffalo Wild Wings running out of wings, but I didn't tell them why that was significant. Like, what does they have to do anything? Why is that important? And I totally forgot to do that because I started telling you guys about the event, the encounter event that's going to happen on the 15th. And so I wanted to share that as kind of a segue into what we're going to talk about today. And so when I went to Buffalo Wild Wings, I told, as I told you yesterday, I got an email that said traditional wings, buy one, get one. So I grabbed my brother and we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. We got there, we got greeted at the door and the young man said, we don't have any traditional wings. I'm like, no traditional wings, like what in the world? Well, you sent this flyer advertising that you had traditional wings and then you don't have any. And he told me the story about Super Bowl, which I skip, which I share with you. You can go back and check that out tomorrow if you're interested in the backstory. But basically, he says that everyone's trying to stock up to prepare for Super Bowl. So that means if you want to eat wings between now and the Super Bowl, you might get them, you might not. So what I wanted to say was the reason why that was important to what we were talking about is because I went there expecting wings. Why? Because they advertise wings. And so a lot of times in our own lives, we're promoting, we're advertising, we're saying that we're a follower of Jesus. We're saying that we love Jesus. But then when someone comes to us for prayer, when comes someone comes to us expecting us to be different, when they're telling nasty jokes in the in the break room at work, or if someone is doing something they shouldn't be doing, and we join in, then people are like, well, wait a minute, I thought you said you were a Christian. So there's certain things that people should be able to expect to get from you because you say and hold yourself out to be a Christian. And so that was the point that I wanted to make yesterday with the Buffalo Wings is that they Buffalo Wild Wings. So I think it's safe to assume that they have Buffalo Wings, but they didn't. And so we don't want to be that empty place. And so I was supposed to just say all that and lead into the encounter and what God was telling me about the explosive, powerful time that we're going to have there, just an intimate time of fellowship, prophecy, the word, worship, all of those things. And so you're not going to be disappointed. So I know some of you will, most of you will probably be leaving work to come to the encounter because it's on a Thursday night. It's on February 15th, but God promises that he's going to show up and he's going to deliver. And so he's not a man that he should lie. And so I trust him and you want to be in the room. And so that's what yesterday, yesterday was about. We talked about Buffalo Wild Wings being out of wings. And so much like we need to be who we say we are. We, if we say that we're a Christian, we need to represent Christ, right? Just like if you say that you sell roses and someone comes there and we're like, you're like, we don't have flowers. People are going to think that's strange. So we need to bear the fruit that represents who we say we belong to. And so God has promised us that he's going to deliver. He's not going to be like Buffalo Wild Wings. He's telling us to come and he's going to show up in power, which is the only way he can show up because he's powerful, right? He's, om he's omnipotent and his presence is going to be there. And so you want to be in the room. So today we're talking about DJ's broken heart. So the other day I met this guy. So when I go out, I'm always, people ask me, well, are you an evangelist? And I'm like, no, I'm really not an evangelist. And the reason why I don't think I'm an evangelist is because I very rarely close the deal. I'm ashamed to say I shared on another live is that I very rarely 
lead someone to Jesus. Like I pray for them. I may prophesy to them. I may tell them the gospel, share the gospel. I tell them about Jesus. But then sometimes I leave and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even ask her. I didn't like ask them to actually make the decision for Jesus Christ. And an evangelist, I think, would almost never do that. It's like someone that you can think about as evangelist, like Billy Graham, right? If you listen to Billy Graham preach, and you could already be saved, but when you hear just as I am, and they start striking that chord of just as I am, he's preached just a powerful, powerful, convicting sermon, and he's revealed the gospel in such a way that you're like, I need to get saved again. Like, am I even saved? Like, I just want to come to Jesus. Something in your heart just wants to come. And so that's one of the strengths and power behind evangelists, which the Bible tells us to do the work of evangelists. So we're supposed to go, go out and actively be trying to recruit people, people for Jesus. But anyway, so I was talking to this guy, and so he just started sharing some things, and he was using a lot of profanity, but he had a pretty good, um, a good personality, and I could just tell that in his heart, he was a good guy, and he reminded me of one of my cousins. He was like a big, hearty guy. He was telling me, you know, I used to be a bouncer, and, you know, I, I work at this place, and then he was telling me all these different stories, and so then, you know, we're talking, and so part of what happens with me with my prophetic gift is that when I'm talking to people, then they just start spilling their beans they they're you know they just start sharing their life telling me stuff and i'm sometimes like well i just came here to eat or i'm just trying to get some dishwashing liquid or i'm just kind of get my tires fixed but god doesn't care about that he seizes every opportunity once we tell him we're available right and so he's telling me these stories and so he starts telling me about his mom and dad and he says you know my mom passed away and my dad passed his dad passed away first when he was a young boy and he said that devastated him because his dad died in front of him and he talked about how he became very angry and he would fight all the time and they would send him to counseling and none of that seemed to work and so then his mom passed away many years later and she left a friend in charge of you know every of the state which she was supposed to give to him but the friend said he didn't deserve it and she basically stole the money and so he's sharing this story with me my heart's going out to him I'm feeling like, you know, the gift is acting, acting, it's ready to work. And I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. He has his, he has a broken heart, right? Because he's smiling, he seems happy enough. But when he's sharing this story, you know that that without that, having that to be unpacked, your dad dying in front of you as a little kid, and then your mom passing away and her friends stealing your inheritance, he had a lot of pain and trauma. And so I said, hey, do you mind if I pray for you? Now, keep in mind, he's at work. He sat here and talked to me for a good 15, 20 minutes, telling me his whole life story. I'm listening. I'm intent, you know, paying attention. I'm present all the way there, not looking down, not even worried about my food, just talking to him. And so then he says, oh, I got to work. I, I got things to do. I'm at work. Well, why this whole time you've been telling me your whole story for 15 minutes and you weren't worried about working? Now, all of a sudden, I'm offering you prayer, but it wasn't him rejecting the prayer. It was the things partnering with wanting to keep him in trauma and broken heart. And so many of you, I share that story because there are many of you who are watching and who will watch on a replay who are suffering from a broken heart. And some of you may not know, but broken heart syndrome is actually a medical condition. It's called broken heart syndrome. And as far as I know, I tried to do a little research before this, but it says it's a condition that causes rapid and reversive heart muscle weakness known as stress cardiomyopathy. And so what happens is people that, like I read about, they have talked about having it, is they have these sharp, intense pains in their chest that mimics a heart attack. And so they feel like they're having a heart attack, and in actuality, once they do some other tests to rule it out, 
it does the trauma and stress and pain and emotional emotional turmoil does actually cause there to be physical changes in the heart. And one lady said that they told her that it was like some of her heart muscles were like shredded. And it's called broken heart syndrome. And so it has a physical stress and trauma and pain and heartache and disappointment it has a physical implication, but it also has an emotional one. And a lot of times when we pray or we ask somebody to pray for us and we talk about things that's wrong with us, we talk about physical, right? I'm sick. I don't feel good. I've got the flu or, you know, something like that. My knee hurts or my back hurts, whatever the case may be. But what about your heart hurt? What about you've never gotten over not knowing your parents? What about someone taking advantage of you? What about someone being disloyal to you? There are many of you who are watching now and who are watching the replay who are struggling with a broken heart. And so this is one of the reasons why it's so important for us to get together in live meetings and for us to have fellowship and community. I talk to my brother about it a lot that social media mimics community. It makes you feel connected, but you're not really connected, right? People don't really know you. They don't really know what's going on with you. They only know what you post. And most people primarily post the positive things. But the Bible tells us that God is near to the brokenhearted. And so you have a father who cares about you, who's concerned about you, and who wants to heal your broken heart. And so that's one of the things that I want to pray for tonight. That's also one of the things that we're going to be working through at the encounter on the 15th. It's just an opportunity to come together and allow God to really go deep in there and massage those wounds, heal some stuff. Uh, pluck out some of this bitterness and unforgiveness and deep hurt and trauma and pain so that we can really live the life that God, that Jesus died for us to live. People who have addictive personalities and who are doing things, it's not really that they want to be an alcoholic or want to be addicted to drugs or want to be on OnlyFans taking their clothes off. People don't really want to do that necessarily. It's something that happens inside where people are just broken. And so a couple of scriptures I wanted to share with you, one of them is Psalm 147.3. It says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Well, that binding up the wound is God coming in, massaging your heart, coming in, taking those wounds and, uh, and applying his healing balm, his healing love, his compassion, his forgiveness, his the care of a father. He's binding up those wounds so that they can heal properly, right? Psalm 34, 18 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I think I mentioned that later. So although when you're alone, you're going through something, you feel like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm, I'm by myself. You're never by yourself because this scripture tells us that God is close to us. When we're brokenhearted, when we're disappointed, when we're dejected, God is close to us. Psalm 73, 26 says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and portion forever. And the last one is Proverbs 13, 12, which says, hope deferred maketh the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. And for a lot of people, that's what has happened. You have looked forward to something. You were hoping for something. You were believing for something and it didn't happen. And the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So you don't know why you don't feel well. You don't know why you keep getting sick. You don't know why your nose keeps running. You don't know why you keep showing up at urgent care. Guys, for many of you, it's the result of a broken heart. And God wants to heal your broken heart. And there's that song that said, God wants to heal you everywhere you hurt. It's really true. And so this is one of the things that we're going to be focusing on at the encounter on the 15th. So I want to go over those details one more time with you tonight. Remember, we meet every night between now and the 15th at 7 p.m. for about 15 minutes. And then again at midnight, we'll come tonight to pray. Same place, same, not same time, but same place. 
at midnight. So every night between now and the 15th, we'll be meeting here at 7 and at midnight. So share it with a friend who needs to be encouraged and go ahead and mark your calendar, save the day. I'm going to be, I'll be giving you the information about where it's going to be once I solidify the place, call a couple places today. But go ahead and save the day. It's going to be happening, even if it's happening in my basement or in my front yard. So go ahead and save the day. We're going to be gathering together on, on February 15th at 7 o'clock. So I wanted to say that, reminder that we're going to be doing this every night from 7 p.m. to 12, 7 p.m. and 12 a.m. Also, I'm apologizing again to all my friends abroad in advance. It's not going to be televised. It's not going to televised. <laughs> well, eventually I will be on TV. And YouTube is TV, right? So it's not going to be televised. It's not going to be on social media. It's not going to be any of that. You have to be in the room to encounter, to have the encounter that God wants to give us. So no social media or any of that stuff. I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to worry about that, which is great. So God said just for the people who are in the room. So we're going to meet every night here, 7 p.m., 12 a.m. 12 a.m., we just meet for 15 minutes of prayer. And 7 a.m., I'll probably share you share a story or a scripture or something like kind of like we did today for 15 minutes. And so that's kind of it as far as getting details. How do you get, how do I get details? You need to go to adrianmayfield.com, scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, and you'll see the information, you'll see the information boxes there. Put in your name, first and last name, and your email. You'll be on my email list. And I'll be sending out email blasts once I get the place confirmed, which again, I told you God just kind of solidified everything with me yesterday. And so I've kind of been working to get those done. But I'm not concerned or worried at all because if God tells me something, and I follow through. He always follows through. So remember, tonight at 7, we're here. Tomorrow at 7, up until the 15th, and also at midnight. So make sure you save it, lock it in, and go ahead and save the date for the 15th. So let's pray about broken hearts. And share the, don't forget to share this with someone that you know needs to hear, heal their broken heart. Father, we come to you thanking you now for your love. We thank you for your grace, your wisdom, your mercy. Jesus, thank you for interceding for us. And Holy Spirit, thank you for filling us and empowering us. I pray now for someone who is watching, who is experiencing a broken heart. I pray that they will release all hurt. They will release all unforgiveness. That they will release all bitterness to you so that you can begin to do the healing work that you desire to do in their hearts. I pray for them now that they won't be, they won't be cast down, that they won't be crushed in their spirit, but that they will call to you, that they will cling to you, that they will call on your name, Jesus, that they will receive you as their savior, that they'll be filled with the Holy Spirit so that they can have the abundant life that you died to give them. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for the encounter. Thank you for everyone who will be touched and blessed by the encounter. Thank you for speaking. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being faithful. And thank you for loving us. We thank you that you are near to the brokenhearted. And we thank you that you bind up our wounds and you heal us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, we are a little over 15 minutes. Remember, join me again tonight at midnight. We're doing this every night from at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and at midnight. Share it with a friend, and I'll see you at the encounter on February 15th at 7 o'clock p.m. Sign up for the email list so you can stay in the link. God bless you. Have a good night.